The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. We want to talk about the content that has changed us. And this book seriously changed my life. Um, it's really just about the power of moods. If I could break it down into like a super simple sentence. I also have to give credit to Harry Potter series by JK Rowling. I read the series in fifth grade. I went down a rabbit hole. I read it twice. She's so honest about everything. Like you could tell that she doesn't overthink every little thing she says. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Assam. And Emma. Here with a brand new episode of Before, Before We, we make, make It. Welcome. Woo, we Happy Sunday. Yes, we are back. Last week we did Not just a, any Sunday. Not just any Sunday. Euphoria Sunday. The emotions are oh all over the God. place. Yeah, it's... Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's already here. Like, I thought the show was going to go on for much longer, but then I remember like HBO shows always cap it at like 10 episodes a season or maybe even less. So it's here, guys. If you watch Euphoria, you probably so understand sad. the hype. This is the finale and we have high expectations. If you guys have been watching, you know, there's a play going on right now and it's pretty intense. Like what the heck was that budget for that play? Dude, and how did you write there it was none. Weeks? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lexi, the character, is apparently a genius because she created an absolute movie in like two weeks as a high school student. <laughs> but I'm so excited. Uh, it's been tradition in my apartment to have a watch party, host some people, and I'm so ready for this last one to be killer. Yeah, honestly, I hope this one is extra long. I feel like with finale episodes, they always do make them like a little bit longer. So it's going to be very intense. Hopefully get, we get some answers, but also I do want some cliffhangers. So that way there's even more excitement for season three. But even yes. that last episode, I watched it two or three times to like analyze everything. Because, oh my gosh. Yes, because I Love feel that like, for you. No, I mean, with Euphoria in particular, I haven't experienced this with any other show, but like you really do have to read in between the lines and like actually pay attention because then afterwards mm. you're going to go into TikTok and Twitter and you're going to find like all these people saying, did you see this? <laughs> like, did you, did you see this part? Did you notice this and that scene? And it's like, no, I literally thought mm. that was just a regular scene. So yeah, we'll report so back true. next week with, with some updates or the next time we do an episode with just me and Assam and we'll talk about it. But yeah, it's emotional. Yes. I'm like, I can't believe so many people were invested. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they double their viewership by doing this, you know, like weekly release of their episodes, which is quite genius because now it's becoming like a cultural phenomenon. It's taking over social media like every Sunday. You literally cannot get on any social media, TikTok, Twitter, mm -mm. anything until after you watched it because you will be bombarded with spoilers. Personally, I think the show just really educates people on a lot of things and uh, I just love the cast. Every person is perfectly cast. I could not rave enough about the actors and actresses on the mm -hmm. show. No, I feel like several of them are going to win awards. Like, obviously, season one was a while back. So I almost feel like I need to rewatch it just to compare. But this season has been incredible. Yeah. Obviously, Euphoria is controversial. Like, some people won't watch it just because it is really dark and it is super intense. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like that it's for a been... lot of people. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, But I kind of like that it's been weekly because with the first season, it was all at once. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of just that, I don't know, like when you start binging a series, you get sucked into it. Like nothing else exists outside of that show. And it's very, <laughs> it's like, it's just a lot all at once. So I feel like because Euphoria is such a 
dark show, having it in like weekly portions, it makes it a lot easier to digest rather than like binging all of these super heavy topics all at once. So I think that's been really fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's get into Truly Obsessed, our favorite segment where we talk about things that we've been loving lately. Yes. Dasam, you can go first. Okay, guys. I recently started watching Love is Blind on Netflix, so good. which is such a random show, but my roommates got me sucked into it. And it is actually so interesting. It's reality TV. It's obviously real experiences that people are having. They were basically plucked out of their daily lives to... Uh, interact with people behind walls, basically. And then they proposed to one another, um, the season finale on whether or not they were going to say I do at the altar was insane. I loved it so much. Um, I felt like every character was really real and interesting, but also ordinary. And so it was so much fun. I love that. Second favorite, I have really been into just black leather jackets. Princess Polly has really good ones. So does Aritzia. Honestly, just black leather clothing items in general, brown leather pants, black leather um, leggings, um, but especially those oversized blazer jackets. I think they're so fashionable and I've seen so many people rock them. So yeah, that's been my two obsessions. I have to agree with you on Love is Blind. Did you finish season two? I watched, yeah, I watched like the most recent season and it was so good. It really rocked my world. Honestly, I would just like come out whenever my roommates were watching it and I just watch it with them and it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, that. I spent like all of yesterday finish or no was it Friday then Thursday I don't know I spent like a day and a half basically just like binging it and it was and it's crazy because like season one came out like during COVID or right before COVID hit so it's Mm. been forever since we got to see Love is Blind but it was it was a lot I've been like catching up with people on social media to see what they think March 4th, I think is going to be their like reunion episode. So they're going to get to, yeah. So we're going to get an update from like the couples that did get married and the ones that ended up separating, but it was really good. We don't want to give you guys any spoilers, but that one is awesome. I honestly think it's a little better than The Bachelor even. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know March 4th is like marked on my calendar for that reason. And (laughs) I do think there are some controversial decisions that have been made in this season as far as like healthy couples, non-healthy couples, etc. But you know, in extreme circumstances like this, like what else do you expect? So yeah, I mean, and even in last even in the first season, there were some couples who I did not think should be together and they ended up together. But I think even now, like there's one from the first season that's still together. I need to check on the other ones. But I think it's really interesting. Um, there well, there were like two, there were two who ended up being married, but I think one of them was a lot stronger than the other in my personal opinion. So I I have no idea. Nice. But yeah, that one's awesome. Um, and then for me, I have a playlist that I posted on my Instagram and I've I got a lot of messages. Yeah. Just like people saying, Oh my god, like I love this. I just found this on I think like this girl talked about it on on TikTok, but it's called Coastal Mm. Grandmother. Just search it on Spotify. Ooh. This playlist is just the best vibes in the world. It's sort of <laughs> like, oh, how can I explain that? Okay. So it's a lot of jazzy music, but it's also mixed in with like Jason Mraz, Colby Calais. It's kind of like early mm. 2000s rom-com vibes, like Nancy Myers movie. So it's really fun. If you've seen like The Holiday, um, Something's Gotta Give with Diane yes. Keaton, those kind of movies. It's that vibe, like all in one playlist. It's so fun. And then for a makeup favorite, I have been loving the Rare Beauty Cream Blush. Again, because I've seen it all over TikTok. I've been watching so many makeup tutorials and they all love this blush. (laughs) And it's, it's honestly worthy of the hype. Like it goes so smoothly on. It's super pigmented. 
And the shade mm. that I have is Encourage. So it's just like a really warm, like almost, it's not red, it's not purple. It's like somewhere in between, but it's really pretty. So highly recommend that if you're looking for a new cream blush to try out because I love it. Yes, I've been really into cream blush. I actually started using the Milk Makeup one because it was gifted to me like off the streets of Soho by this random like advertiser. (laughs) And it's so good. I really like it. I think cream blushes really do give more of a natural look and it sinks into your skin so it lasts longer too. Okay, I definitely have to try that one. I know Milk has a lot of really uh, good products. I think I tried one of their little like skincare products. It was a watermelon hydrating serum. And I don't even know if it actually worked, but yeah, (laughs) it's like 20 bucks on it. And I feel like it didn't do anything, but it like looks really cute. So I kind of convinced myself that it's doing something. I love that. I feel like all skincare, especially really expensive skincare that you buy for the packaging, it's like a placebo effect. But if it makes you feel good, then at least it does something to your energy level and to your boost of confidence. Yes. Oh, (laughs) and also, have you heard of slugging? No. Okay, so slugging is the latest skincare trend. And let me just say this really quick. Sorry, we have to get into like the main topic of the episode, but I have to mention this. I'm intrigued. Okay, so slugging (laughs) is basically like using a petroleum jelly over top of the rest of your skincare in order to lock everything in. So you would do your regular, yeah. So you would do your regular routine, wash your face, your serums, your moisturizer, everything. And then you put a thin layer of Vaseline or... CeraVe has one that I use. It's called like a healing ointment, but any sort of petroleum product. And they're called occlusive products Mm. because they're basically, they're not meant to actually like be the moisturizer. They don't substitute the moisturizer, but they seal everything in. So they work as a barrier. So that way, yeah. So that way your products work better. They sink into your skin. And it's crazy because I've used this for the past like four nights. And I swear, Mm. like this is not a placebo bag. I swear I have woken up with glowier (laughs) skin. And if you look on TikTok, the results are there. I'm sorry I mentioned TikTok all the time, but so many people have tried it. it. Yeah, so many people have tried it and posted their results. So it's a really, really, really crazy thing. I don't know how we barely found out about it. Or actually, I think they've been doing it a lot in (laughs) Korean skincare for a long time, but we've barely caught on. So. (laughs) yeah petroleum jelly that's actually a big thing the thing is like korean skincare it's so advanced i mean seoul is the beauty capital of the world and the lasers that they use the ingredients that they use it is so advanced and high tech and i feel like what the western side of the world is like barely catching on to east asian trends which i love because i definitely think uh the western hemisphere uses so so much cakey makeup and a lot of it is like clogging your pores and Korean skincare does the opposite of that. It makes it integrates both so that you actually get skincare benefits out of your makeup products, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I mean, we're here, we're here now, we're here for the trend. And I honestly <laughs> think if you tried it, you would really like it. It just gives you that instant, yes. like glowy, dewy look. So love that. Mm-hmm. I'd be so down. <laughs> okay, guys, let, let's get into the meat of the episode. We want to talk about the content that has changed us. Obviously, we grew up in the era of YouTube, of social media, etc. You know, before that, our parents, what do they have? Books, black and white TV shows, movies, etc. I feel like it's such a different vibe now. There's endless amounts of content to consume. And we have so many things that have changed our lives for the better, molded our perspectives and a creative lens, you know, books, podcasts, etc. So we're gonna break it down. And yeah, just like share each of our favorites. Yes, I'm so excited about this. And it was hard for us because I feel like we have so many different content favorites, but we tried our Mm -hmm. best. So let's start off with books. Do you want to go first? 
Emma's Emma's the book nerd here. Okay. I've, I was like an avid book nerd growing up. I've lost that part of myself and I really miss it, but I'm trying to reignite her, you know? Yes, so bring her back. No, it and reading, it's like one of those things that even if you don't have time, like you can always make time. So mm-hmm. even if it's like just before bed or in between, you know, going from one place to another, if you're commuting on the subway, for example, I feel like that's a good way to sneak it in. That's why like ebooks are so amazing because you could just have it on your phone. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so two favorites for me, even though this was very hard to narrow it down, was The Book of Moods by Lauren Martin. It's a sort of Ooh. like psychological memoir book. And basically, she runs the account called Words of Women on Instagram. She posts like really mm-hmm. awesome quotes from different inspiring women over time. And this book seriously changed my life. Um, it's really just about the power of moods if I could break it down into like a super simple sentence. So I highly recommend that one. You're going to find so many quotes to highlight in it. And then my second favorite is actually two books by the same author, but Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. These mm. were two <laughs> books that just I just wanted to stay in their worlds forever. Emily Henry is such a talented author. She tells the story so well, and she doesn't make these romantic books cheesy. Like, yeah, there's like a a tinge of cheese, but it's also just like really witty and funny and enjoyable to read. And the Mm. the worlds she created and the characters she created are just like, I want them to be real. Like, I feel like I'm part of their world. So I Mm. love both of those. And she has a new book coming out in may called book lovers so if you're interested make yeah make sure to sign up for the um oh my god the pre-order list for that because it's Mm -hmm. on yeah it's available for pre-order and it's going to be incredible because all of her books are book lovers that literally sounds like such a romantic no and i love that yeah i don't like the title beach read and i don't like the title book lovers and like (laughs) all of her covers have these little like animated characters but don't just that's book- a trend nowadays it is it's like they have they all have the same artist and I personally am not a Graphics. fan but but honestly don't judge a book by its cover like just read mm-hmm. the book because the book has a lot more <laughs> substance than the cover looks like love that okay guys so my three books I'm gonna start off with something that I read in high school it's called how to read literature like a professor by Thomas C. Foster this book quite literally changed my life because you never read books on how to read books, right? And this book actually gave me so much insight into how to actually dissect a book, the plot line, the characters, the character arcs, the journeys. And every chapter was something super interesting about how it all boils down to one story, like every story is the same, which is like the savior story, like kind of like the Jesus story of that one main character overcoming a journey um, and being the hero, essentially. Uh, Every chapter has crazy insights into different characters, like how authors like mold their books, um, how to dissect really well done literature from poorly done literature. And it really goes back to the classical roots of writing and also, you know, the Greek philosophers and how they did it. And it is just so amazing. I literally felt like a changed person after reading this. And now I'm way better. I like recognizing when foreshadowing is happening in movies, etc., whatever, because of this book. So you need to get it. The Great Gatsby, next one by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Such a basic pick. But I will say this book really changed my life because 
I felt like I could reread it over and over and over again and find something that's written between the lines. And the description is insane. Like I am someone who loves imagery and I love creating characters and worlds that are extremely descriptive so that you don't actually do any of the guessing in your imaginative brain. Like you're literally being told what it looks like. And I thought F. Scott Fitzgerald did an incredible job of that. I also have to give credit to Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. I read the series in fifth grade. I went down a rabbit hole. I read it twice. And I just fell in love with science fiction. I love magical worlds. I love utopian societies. I love, you know, these tropes of like enemies to lovers, of um, heroes to villains. And it's just insane. Like I cannot give enough credit to the Harry Potter series for awakening my imagination and leading me to read everything from Lord of the Rings, Hunger Games, Matched, Maze Runner, um, literally every like science fiction book you could think of, I devoured it and I just became obsessed. So those are my faves. I miss that era so much. Like when all of those movies mm-hmm. were coming out. I know Harry Potter was obviously before like Hunger Games and Divergent and Maze Runner and all of those, but that was such a great time. Like it was in middle school. So yes. we were the perfect age for it. We would go to the midnight premieres. It was it. so fun. But okay, let's move on to YouTube channels. So we did talk about YouTubers last week. I am going to repeat two of my favorites, but it's fine. Okay, we love them. And they're really the main ones that I watch. (laughs) So I love Jen M and Tess Christine. I'm going to kind of like bunch them together. They are both. I mean, they're similar, but they're different. They have really different vibes. Jen M lives Mm -hmm. in LA. Tess Christine is New York. And they're both young moms. They both have been making videos since they were in their early 20s. I think Tess might have even made them like before that. Maybe Jen M too. They both started around the same age. But both of them just have the most calming vibe in their videos. Tess Christine, for example, like her and Pat, which is like her, they're married now, but they dated for a while. And they've taken all of these incredible trips. They would get paid Mm -hmm. to like go on trips and like show you around. And it's inspired me to just like jot a ton of places down to visit on my list. And they're just very down to earth, which I know you can't even really tell like through the screen, like if it's actually true, but I just genuinely feel it. Like, I don't know what it is. I love their style. I love the way that like they've sort of created this community that's like a perfect mix of artsy, but also like, mainstream YouTube because they have a ton of followers Mm -hmm. but it's never too like clickbaity it's always just really relaxed and real and I just love them so much I love her so much and then Jen M on the other hand she also has an amazing husband that is super supportive Mm -hmm. of her videos I think he's he's actually British um British British yeah oh my god no, it's okay. Yeah. Little did I know. <laughs> yeah. And they are always cooking really good meals. They just like bounce off of each other. I'm making it seem like they're couple channels, but they're just like, you know, the girls started the YouTube channel and then like their significant others kind of became a part of it. And it's just really sweet to see. And she also has a really creative style in her videos. I love the way that it's edited. It's very clean. And then she does a lot of book reviews, book clubs. She talks very honestly to the camera and is just super candid yeah. about like her experience as a young mother. And it's just like everything about her is just very grounding to me. And so I always go to them too. I don't know if it's because like they're older. So I feel like I can get some more wisdom from them than like all of the young like influencers type YouTubers, but they're just, they're just the best. So if you haven't watched them, please do check out their videos. They are honestly like worth it. And yeah, I just love them. They're awesome. Yeah, they're so amazing. I've also been watching them since I was super young. I will say my YouTube consumption 
phase was so heavy when I was younger. I feel like when I was younger, I would go down these obsessive rabbit holes where I would like obsessively read or obsessively watch YouTube or obsessively watch TV shows. I never got into like a movie phase, but I was definitely always consuming content when I was younger. I feel like nowadays I'm more on the creating side of it, but I do miss being so like into these YouTubers. And the first one I'm going to say is actually a basic one, but I'm going to say Aspen Ovard actually, because I've been watching her video since she was uh, in high school and she was like creating content. I've been watching YouTube since I was 10 years old. And I just loved the fact that she was so bold in leaving LA and pursuing her dreams with her family in a smaller, you know, lesser known city. And she's just been able to monetize so many streams of income for herself. Like she sold presets, she did um, classes on uh, filming and editing and videography. She's also um, created a clothing company with her mother, Luca and Gray. And she's also like a mom of two. She juggles so much. And I feel like she's been able to create such a unique brand. I remember her presets were everything on Instagram for so long and everyone is obsessed. So I will say I love her. I love her consistency. I love how she's creative and specific she is, you know, with her brand. I also love Jen M just because, you know, her being a Korean American and speaking out on how like she felt just being part of an immigrant family, doing her monolith makeup tutorials and just representing the Korean community when I felt like it was underrepresented in YouTube. I just like praised her for that. But I need to say the beauty breakdown because Morgan, she's a uh, half Korean and she is like the Korean skincare channel on YouTube. I've gone down so many YouTube rabbit holes. Sometimes it was like fitness related. Sometimes it was skincare related. And when I was obsessed with Korean skincare, the beauty breakdown is who I would go to. She would do incredible like yearly favorites, um, reviewing all the new products and I just became so obsessed with Korean skincare. Like when I visited, I literally begged my mom to buy all the skincare like available and cried when I couldn't get more. (laughs) So I just had a skincare obsession and she was definitely the cause of that. So yeah, I really love her and she's gorgeous. I think anyone who's like half Korean, half Caucasian, literally just gorgeous. So yeah. I feel like watching YouTube videos now, like like I definitely love TikTok just because it's so short, but YouTube videos have a different vibe to them. Like, especially when it's a sit down video, they're like, hey guys, like today I just want to talk to the camera and just like, be really raw and real and just like be honest about what's been going it's on soothing. lately it's so soothing yeah you're right and they're like so grab your coffee like a parody, though. so grab your coffee grab your popcorn and just get comfy because we're going to be talking about relationships today like it's I don't know something about it just makes you feel like you're their friend yes I love watching the deep combo videos where mm-hmm. they're like talking about something really really hard or difficult and it just makes me feel like a friend is opening up to me and for some reason I'm like so pulled into it yeah it's pretty crazy how you can feel that connected to someone that you don't actually know in person like yeah, <laughs> you literally only watch insane. them yeah okay let's move on to a podcast so I have two obviously there's more but like we have to narrow it down okay so the first one is where should we begin with Esther Perel? Holy cow. Mm. This one has not been a forever favorite because I didn't even find out about it until like a year ago. But Esther Perel is basically a relationship counselor. I think I said that wrong. Relationship therapist. She studies love and humans and relationships. And she's just probably one of the smartest people I've ever heard of in my entire life. She is so 
well-versed on people and how they react in relationships and in love and in breakups and cheating and all sorts of different situations regarding human connection. And so this Mm. podcast, it's super interesting because she's doing couples counseling in each episode and they don't give like names or any details about like the people in it, but it's their real voices. You're literally hearing like a live session between them and Esther Perel. And it's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of like that HBO show. I think it was called couples. I think it's just called couples therapy. And I watched season one. It was really awesome. Pretty sure there's two seasons actually, but that's what this is except podcast version. And every episode is with a different couple. Mm. So if you're into that, check that one out. It's going to give you a whole new perspective on relationships and people. And it's just so educational. It's really, really good. And then my other favorite is Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. This is also mm. a recent favorite because I hadn't really like been into her. I, did, I don't know. I just never really like had an opinion. Not anything against her. I just, you know, didn't really care. <laughs> but I started <laughs> listening to I mean, I just like, you know, didn't really watch her stuff or anything. And then I came across her podcast and I was like, okay, let me just check it out. And she's so honest about everything. Like you could tell that she doesn't overthink every little thing she says. She just speaks from her heart. She just says her own truth. And it's really refreshing because I feel like a lot of people try to do that. And it's, you know, we Mm. obviously like, you know, try to be as candid and transparent as we can, but she just Mm. says it like she just says it and you can tell (laughs) she doesn't she doesn't really care. She's putting it out there. And for some reason, like people pick up on that honesty and, and respect it and keep listening to it. And Love. it is just, yeah, it's so good. And then she does a, a weekly episode. Everything's just like each episode is a different topic that, you know, she's sort of dealing with at that time or thinking about. And I just love her views on everything. She's also really smart too. So everything she says is a perfect mix of like eloquent, but also really relaxed. She records from her bed. So I think that's cool too. But (laughs) yeah, she's, she's really awesome. So I would check her out if you're interested in just sort of like a diary podcast because she does them so well. Yeah. I really need to listen to that. I've actually heard such incredible things. So for my one podcast, um, (laughs) sadly, I'm not a big podcast person. I want to become more of one, but I will say I just the commitment, you know, an hour long podcast, which you guys are doing right now. So thank you for that. But, um, as someone who's been trying to like listen to everything on 2x speed, it's just one of those things. But I will say, right when the podcast community was like growing, and people were actually getting into podcasts, I listened to how I built this by Guy Raz. And I loved that podcast so much. He would have incredible founders of large companies, um, large startups on that show. And they would basically talk about how how they built their company, how they came up with their ideas and how they were able to take their idea from something that was just an idea to tangible product, to tangible service. And then they would talk about the rejections and pitching their idea to investors. And honestly, the entrepreneur in me was like obsessed with it. So I absolutely love that podcast so much. I've learned so, so much about what goes on behind the scenes when big companies are being built. And he interviews everyone from, you know, like people in the fashion industry to tech to um, random things like space and food and yeah, really good podcast. That sounds super interesting. When you listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. is it like- It's a classic. Yeah. When you listen to podcasts, is it like while you're getting ready or do you, because I know you like don't really 
like listen to them a lot, right? Yeah. Disclaimer, I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> always just like thinking about what I need to get done next. Um, so it's hard for my mind to rest and tune into something that's not my own brain. <laughs> but um, I do want to start listening to them on like walks. Honestly, I'm on the TikTok vibe of hot girl walks, hot girl runs. Like I need to be that girl <laughs> listening to the podcast on a run or a walk or something, especially since I'm getting more into working out. So that is the plan. No, I feel like it's just a fun thing to have on while you're like getting ready, kind of just in a calmer, in a calmer vibe. And you don't really have to like think about much else mm -hmm. until you're in your work mode and not your desk. You just need like something in the background. So love podcasts for that. But our last little section is two TV shows or movies. So I have one movie and one TV show. And oh gosh, I'm like almost hesitant because there's so many favorites that I would consider my number <laughs> one. But Little Women, yes. I Little Women from 2019. I cannot express my love for this movie. I have watched it so many times. It is my ultimate comfort film. That mm. and Pride and Prejudice and Age of Adeline and Warm Bodies and Love Rosie. There's so many, okay? But Little Women, yes. the best or the best original soundtrack in the world, the best actors. You have Florence Pugh, you have Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Laura Dern, all of these things. Oh, obviously Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Stone, what am I saying? Emma Watson. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, truly, just the cinematography. There's a lot of interesting things they did with like showing the past and the present. They changed like the lighting. So it's like really bright in the past. And then in the present, it's kind of like dull and gray. Like I said, the soundtrack is incredible. And also, like, there's just so many quotes that are obviously from the book, like the original novel. Um, but when I saw it, actually, like in this movie with these actors, specifically Saoirse Ronan, it just hit different. Mm. And so oh, I just love it. If you love period pieces, please go watch this movie if you haven't. It's going to make you just so happy. I love it. It is really sad, though, but it does have its good moments. And then One Tree Hill yeah. for my show. So if you haven't watched <laughs> One Tree Hill, it's pretty old. I think it came out in like 2003 or something and it ended in 2007 or 2008. But it's just a show about high schoolers in Tree Hill, North Carolina. And it's sort of their journey going from like high school to adulthood. I think there's like a five-year jump at one point, like in between season two and three or something or four <laughs> and five. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, there's like a jump and you kind of just see like their friendships, careers, and relationships grow over the that time period. And it's just it's just one of those shows that literally covers pretty much every topic that you can think of and also has really good music. You get really attached to the characters. And it's just one of those coming of age shows that I don't know, I feel like it grew me up just like watching it. And mm. I miss it. I like always That's go back best. and rewatch the episodes. Yeah. I always go back and rewatch the episodes because I felt like I was growing along with those characters. So if you want a little nostalgic watch, that one is available on Hulu. Uh, I never got into that show. I need to. Everyone raves about it. That's so good. Yes. My first movie is About Time. This is like my dad's favorite movie. He rewatched it a million times while I was living with him. And I've also rewatched it a couple times because of that. It is such a heartwarming like kind of comedy, but mostly just like romantic film. And if you guys don't know, it's about this guy who basically has the power to time travel. And he uses it to basically fall in love with the girl that he believes he's destined to be with. And so he goes back, corrects all of his mistakes, falls in love with him, uh, with her. And basically they have this incredibly romantic journey. And then he has 
you know, I'm not going to spoil anything. He has some rough, um, difficult things that come up and he has to basically give up his power in a sense. And I just feel like it is about living in the present. It is about, you know, living as if you were turned to that moment in time so that you could fix it, so that you can make it right, so that you can make it as meaningful and rich and high quality as possible. It is a gorgeous film. I love it. And it teaches you a lot. Um, also, I will say How I Met Your Mother is like one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, I'm obsessed with so many shows. I feel like Gossip Girl, Glee, Grey's Anatomy, you know, even Friends, like all those are classics. But something about How I Met Your Mother really, like you said, Emma, grew me because it's about, you know, just a group of friends that live in New York City and they're just normal, ordinary people, but they also have big dreams. And what I love about the show is how much hope it gives you in the fact that one, friendships can persist and two, dreams can be realized. So I loved following their journey. Every single episode has a specific deep life lesson to teach you. And I just think there is a lot more depth to it than is expected, which is why I loved it so much. The comedy is incredible. It's realistic, you know, and every single person gets to achieve a bit of their dream somehow. And I think it's just so amazing. So love the characters, love the comedy sketches. I would literally laugh every episode like so hard. And yeah, it just really grew on me. And it made me want to like live that life in New York with a group of friends, guys and girls and going through everything together. It just gave me so much hope for that. So yeah, those are my uh, shows. And that is it. That's it. Also, have you seen the How I Met Your Mother like reboot with Hilary Duff? I haven't. And I'm not really <laughs> wanting to just because I, I just that. love the original. And also, I just think... I don't know, like remakes can never do justice. Like I've heard that it's good if you separate it from the original, mm -hmm. you know, series. Yeah. yeah I should sometimes. Hillary mm -hmm. Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff is the OG, but like at the same time, and I haven't seen How I Met Your uh, Father, how, how I Met Your Mother, and I need to watch it. I really, really need to watch it. It's been on my list. I love but, it. Yeah, yeah, but I love when comedic shows, comedic shows do that. Like they have those deep messages kind of like in between the lines, but then it's also like really funny and light. Mm -hmm. So great yes. okay well we did it um let's go ahead and plug our socials to some take it away yes. <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening to the end of this we wanted something casual chill fun for you guys next um two episodes are going to be really incredible guest episodes they're gonna blow your mind we're gonna have such deep and fun conversations but make sure to follow us on instagram at before we make it Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a review. You can leave a review on both of them. Keep spreading the word. If you like this episode, go to our recent Instagram post and comment a little movie film emoji because we love our movies. We love our films. I really miss Emma and I's college movie nights because we would just get so many snacks some warm pasta or something and literally mm -hmm. just like watch TV all day. It was great. Yes. I miss that so much. I was reflecting on that this weekend because it was really cold here and I was like, oh, what I would do mm. to just like be there in our cute little living room watching movies with like ice cream and soup or something. But oh gosh, amazing. Yes. Okay. Also be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. Thank you guys. Have a Thanks. great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.